Hello. Happy Saturday. We're back. And today we're going to be talking about um, the crazy week that we've had. Um, We had a hurricane. We had some tornadoes. We had a full moon. And you can probably imagine where this is going. As always, I'm Melissa Marsh. And this is Rough Draft. Hello. Hi there. How do? How do I do? Yes. How do (laughs) you do? I am good today. (laughs) Are you? Um. I've had a week, but we can talk yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. How was your week? Well, funny you should say that because, um, so we went to New York. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we recorded from New York and then we came home. We had a great time. It was very safe and secluded and we didn't see anyone and it was wonderful. Yes. And, um, then I have one of my sisters lives in Indianapolis and I was going to go see her for like three days. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives in a little apartment. We were just going to kind of like hole up there, um, Bella and I and her and just like spend some time together because I don't get to see her that much. And she called me Thursday and said, I'm having some sinus pressure. And I just don't feel 100%. So I'm going to get COVID tested. And so I didn't go. Right. <clears throat> and the day before that, I had had to call her and say, hey, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come because my dog is sick. And so I spent an entire day <laughs> with Simon just vomiting everywhere. Oh, oh that's the worst. Everywhere. Mm. All day long. And we were like, we're going to have to take him to the vet. Like, I don't know what's going on. He has a chicken allergy, of course, because why wouldn't he? (laughs) Because Um, why not? (laughs) Which is like the most common ingredient in everything. Right. (laughs) So he's on yet another dog food because he keeps getting tired of his food. He doesn't like any. He just doesn't like dog food that much in general. Right. To the point where I'm concerned, I'm probably going to have to just like start cooking for him regularly, which is so high maintenance and i'm not surprised at all <laughs> you're not surprised that your dog yep <clears throat> like... it's just it's just how it is for me like you know i was like yeah i'm gonna get like a german shepherd you know they're like tanks no he has his most sensitive stomach he doesn't <laughs> like anything big baby <laughs> um but he got into so our cats eat also now a new fancier healthier food because they're like four and five years old and you know i just want them to live as long as they can and he came into like he got through the gate and came into the room where Mm -hmm. their food is and ate an entire bowl of it which like i have to also say we free feed our cats because they only eat when they're hungry they're not like some cats which will just eat until it's gone right um so i just fill their bowl so there there are probably four cups of cat food in their bowl he ate the entire thing second ingredient is chicken oh god yeah. And we were worried because he had spent time like at the kennel and I was like, did he get something from the kennel? Like, no, he just made himself incredibly sick, like gave himself essentially food poisoning from chicken oh. and just vomited all day long. 
Poor baby. <laughs> it was very sad and scary. He was pitiful. And also, like, I have one room of carpet in my house. It's destroyed. Like, oh. there's not enough, like, carpet cleaner. And, like, it doesn't matter. Like, we were hanging out in the kitchen, but for some reason, every time he wanted to throw up, he, like, went to the living room. <laughs> So if oh. any of you know any good carpet cleaning like services, that's that's next week for me. <laughs> My God. It's that... better now though. He's totally fine. Uh we didn't wind up having to the vet, which is a huge relief because if we had, we would have had to sedate him because he's terrified of the vet and he's like a hundred pounds, so it's impossible. Um if he doesn't want to go to get him to go. Also, they told me to give him Pepto Bismol over the phone, and so I did. And that I wish that I had recorded it because he looked like <laughs> a literal wild animal. He was so upset about it. Oh, <laughs> he's like that's... raising a dragon. Like if I if I had to guess what that would be like, this is what it feels like to that's me. That's this is your metaphorical yeah. raising a dragon moment. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> unbelievable. Like I feel like a shark would be friendlier most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time. Come on, shark. Yeah. Just eat the fish. <laughs> but otherwise, the week was good. Everybody is doing well here. and um, Good. Everyone's home. Everyone's home and, you know, we're just back to being stationary. Numbers in Maryland mm. are going down except for Worcester County. Slash Which is City. no surprise to me at all. <laughs> me neither. But you know what? I don't live in Worcester County anymore. So I haven't been to Worcester <clears throat> County in a long time, actually. <laughs> I'm Worcester County adjacent, so... Yeah, how I are am... the numbers in... Because you're, you're Sussex County. How are the numbers where you are now? They are um, still stable slash rising, but yeah. um, not enough for us to get, like, bars back or anything. Yeah. So... <laughs> Most places, bars are not open. Like, even, like, Indianapolis, where my sister lives, like, bars are not open. Right. You know, so but... I was actually having this discussion with one of my bartenders last night, and I, and I was like, yeah, we're going to have to just totally shift again come fall and just try to get people into the restaurant. Like, it's not even yeah. just getting people to sit at the bar. That's what I'm not really worried about. It's just trying to get people in. Right. And that's kind of more of how businesses are going to have to work in September, October, November, like our quote unquote shoulder season. Yep. Because apparently kids are going to go back to school, which is the stupidest idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ever heard in my um, life. Colleges, I think for the most part are expecting students to come back. Right. And then um, I don't know about like county to county. I know that Bella's school, the first semester is distance learning only, mm-hmm. which is nice. Right. Um, I don't know what the expectation is going to be after that. I know that like, I didn't read the entire article, but I know that there was a school already that went back. And within like two days, half the school oh, had tested positive. In, in Georgia. Yeah. Which is like a hot spot already yeah. because their, their phony governor who basically like stole their go- <laughs> stole their governorship by like suppressing black voters and shit. Um, he's the one that's like going around not wearing a mask. Uh, oh. He he yeah, yeah yeah I think his name is like Brian Kemp or something. He's a real piece of shit. Um, <laughs> don't get me started on him. 
uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, all the kids should go back to school. And then, like, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, a, seven, a seven-year-old died of COVID, like, two days ago because y'all sent everyone back to school in Georgia. I mean, it's fucking tragic, but you guys are just being dumb. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel for parents who, like, their jobs are expecting them to come back. And then now they don't have, you know, childcare and things like that. Like, it, that's very stressful and frightening. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. And you I know, completely I can't go back to working that. a regular job right now for the same reason. And I don't even like to think about it because it makes me sick trying to figure out, like, oh, what's the next six months of my life going to look like? But at the right. same time, like, I, even if there was an option for Bella to go back to school, I don't think that I would send her first semester. Yeah, no, I completely, I completely get that. And that, that should be your concern because if I had a child in this pandemic, I would, there would be a very highly unlikely situation where I'd send them back. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I'm already dealing with stuff with my dad. Right. And and yes, we have home care and we have nurses come every day to help him. And my mom is just my mother, (laughs) (laughs) which I'll, I'll discuss her in a minute. (laughs) Yes. She's part of the story. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like it's, we're still trying to figure out a way to a keep people safe in the business and still be able to provide a service. And right. we're doing, we're doing decent. Like it, our number, Nantucket's is actually like pretty on par with years past in, That's in great. sales. That's great. Yeah, because we're doing so much carry out and things are awesome. But I mean, the shanty is down. But that's because you can only get so many people in that place. Right. Like, right. Like it was, <laughs> you, you lost like 50 bar seats. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a, that's a lot of sales just in general. Yeah. You know? And I, I mean, mean, alcohol sales are major, especially like at the beach. Let's be honest. Like most restaurants at the beach, like that's a major part of their sales. That's their revenue. Like yep. that's, like when people are like, oh yeah, you guys sell so much food. I'm like, yes, but food is not the main profit leader when it comes to a restaurant. And that's always right. booze. And that's, and right. then, but that's always been the case. And if you really get to a certain breakdown of what the booze does to help the restaurant, it's like, well, the booze is helping pay for labor. Um, it's helping pay for repairs, which we had some, we had to, I had to deal with insurance this week. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, because there was a hurricane on Tuesday. Yes, there was. <laughs> and that blew through. <laughs> mm. that, po- that blew off part of the roof at the shanty. And Jeez. We, yeah. I mean, it, it took up some, like, molding and stuff, and, and the, the subroof was exposed, and we had a leak. But we dealt with it, and I dealt with insurance a couple hours that um that also that also obviously happened to us this week yes we're further inland so we were not as affected however what we were affected by was tornadoes 
Yes. So we we were um, sleeping when the alarms went off, like on my phone. There was oh, a tor- no. tornado warning, and I was like, okay, that happens sometimes. So I, I got up, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to kind of, like, keep an eye on it. I would say within seven minutes, the actual outside tornado sirens were going off, mm. which they're different everywhere, I guess, which I didn't know because we don't have a lot of tornadoes here. I've never heard our tornado sirens. They're terrifying. They sound like something from, like, Silent Hill or, like, a horror movie. It's not like yeah. – it's not like the regular fire alarm that starts low and just goes really high and then comes back low. It's like this oscillating weird noise. It's terrible. I was like, okay, we have a basement. So at 6.15 in the morning, I'm taking the cats, the dog, the kid, and Tyler and myself down to the basement. <laughs> I <laughs> And I'm like watching the radar and like, paying attention and I'm, i just know, imagine you picking up everybody and like putting them in a backpack and going that's, down there that's really what it felt like and we have like um we had like some beach chairs down there we have a table down there i put bella like on top of the table like in her blankets i woke her up and she was such a champ but i had made coffee in the french press and it was like on the stove which is right at the top of my stairs and i was like am i super irresponsible if i go grab that if right now we're not in the direct path of this storm Tyler right. was like, are you fucking kidding me? I said, I'm really, uh, it's fine. I'll be right back. And he was like, I'll do it. Like, stay here. So we had coffee. <laughs> and we were fortunate. Like, we did not have any damage. The tornado did not actually touch down here. But there, one did touch down in Salisbury. Yep. And one in, I think, Mardella and maybe in Sharptown. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of damage Um like near us but nothing actually here and then we have a couple of pine trees in our backyard and we lost a lot of branches but um at least i have at least two friends that had a tree fall in their house this week yeah i mean this this week's been nuts (laughs) yeah what a what a mess and then i I just read like i don't follow a lot of astrology but i just read something this morning about like oh really the the lion's (laughs) gate something energy and i was like oh this sounds like pretty promising because it's like you know life change and like all this stuff and it was like yeah but the lead up to it like the actual transition is supposed to be like just fucking chaos yeah oh, confusion oh, yeah. and turmoil it, and chaos and i was you're like, going oh. into like was it season of leo yep oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i was like oh oh it was also there was also a full moon this week, so like yep. everyone's on edge. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so like, that was Monday, the, right? That was Monday, and the tide was super high, and then that storm came in on Tuesday, and like water basically came up to the shanty parking lot, <laughs> which are you kidding? And then the shanty's like three feet above that, so so we were fine, but like the building next to us. They, their kitchen is lower than ours, and also it's ground level. Yikes. So, like, they constantly get, wa- like, standing water in their kitchen. It's insane. Sucks. And it's, like, super terrifying. Like, what happens if, like, electric <laughs> electric gets hooked up to this water? Right? <laughs> yeah, that's scary. We, um, I said we have a basement, and it's a pretty dry basement. Like, I store stuff down there. I don't usually worry about it. Nothing during like the hurricane no water at all this morning my floor is wet in my basement like Uh, there's one spot that sometimes gets wet i'm like really now and it's because mm -hmm. we had had like so little rain that 
the ground was able to like handle like the hurricane but then it also rained last night and Mm -hmm. the ground here is already so wet i was like well well have an indoor swimming pool oh it's really not that bad it's i'm exaggerating it really is just like a small little puddle in the back corner where we don't keep anything because it's the one spot that sometimes gets wet but Mm -hmm. you know it just it's one of those it just feels like one of those seasons where it's like oh here's something to deal with here's another thing to deal with here's another thing to deal with oh here's another thing to deal with oh you're tired here's another thing to deal with oh Mm -hmm. uh before you before you relax could you just also deal with this other thing over here that's my every day (laughs) (laughs) yep so um so uh yeah you have a story i do have a story about it pertains to this week. It is more and more confirmation that my mother is trying to destroy me. Oh, I'm going to preface this. Okay. <laughs> so the other thing is, have you ever had tried to get a permit? <laughs> um, no. Okay. Well, for, you're talking business. Yes. So I've participated in having to help builders find information to get permits, but I've mm-hmm. never been the one having to do it. But I know that it's like usually not a great process. Uh, no. So we're going to backtrack to June um, when everything we were approved with some modified drawings to open the deck at Nantucket's. Mm-hmm. So basically we took two parking spots away, built like a floating deck that attaches to our normal walkway so we can put four tables out there. And we're like, okay, we're waiting on approval. I hope before we start building all this stuff and we get approval. And my mom just hires the builders. And I'm like, okay, cool. Everything's salt treated, salt treated wood. We're good. Awesome. And I asked her, I was like, they have all the permits, right? She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, okay. Uh, let's hope this goes well. <laughs> oh, no. So I get a call on Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning. So this is after I'm already at the shanty and we're taking down TVs outside. Like we're moving booze. We're moving right, flats. Because it's all a stuff. hurricane. It's a hurricane going on. <laughs> it's like 50 mile an hour wind gusts. <laughs> so like I'm on a ladder trying to like pull these flaps up and make sure the, the deck doesn't blow away and all this shit. And all of a sudden this, this, this guy who is the county constable for Sussex County. He called me about the permit for Nantucket. And I'm like, yeah, we already got that approved. He's like, no, no, no. You need this permit. It's like a, a building permit for, com- for commercial lot. And I'm like, yeah, but this is just for COVID. Like we don't want this deck here because if anyone listening has ever been to Fenwick Island, there is no parking right. at all for right. anything. So 
two parking spots is mm-hmm. worth millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, seriously, and your parking lot there is not very big anyway. No, like, like we maybe have 15 to 16 spots. Right. And we took two away because we needed to socially distance people so they can eat. <laughs> so this guy calls me and he said, he basically says, if I do not get him drawings and permits and other stuff within two days, he says he's going to revoke our outdoor seating and, 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 make us, and make us tear down the deck. Yes, I'm not kidding you. So I get this call at 10.15 <laughs> during the middle of a fucking hurricane. So now I, ha- I go to Tuckett's. I get all the maps. I get all the like site stuff. I get new drawings. I get all this other stuff. I get a liquor license, business license. I get all these things, and I go to Georgetown. So that is a normally a 45-minute drive. It took me almost an hour and a half because there were so many limbs down and like yeah. going around. Yeah, and I'm driving in 50 mile an hour winds <laughs> just to get to Georgetown. And then I'm in that office and I'm like basically schmoozing, planning and zoning, uh, permits office, county uh-huh. constable, mm-hmm. uh, um, fire marshal. So all that happens. And I drive back, drive back to the shanty. I get to talk, it's power's out. <laughs> Power's out on Tuesday, so we had to close. But Shani still had power for some reason, so we, Shani was stayed open. Oh that my. being said, uh, well, because if you saw any of the damage in Fenwick, uh, there were three power lines down. Um, just south of us at the movie theater in Ocean City, that their giant red sign fell down. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um. There was so much damage, like we we just had to shut, and we didn't get power till eight o'clock at night. So I made the right call to not open. Yeah, um, a lot um, of places closed here on Tuesday. We lost power. We were lucky; we didn't lose power. But I imagine, mm-hmm. you know, closer to the beach, it's it's always worse. Yeah. So then. Oh boy. Yeah. So. We also, we lose a computer screen at the shanty. So I go to Staples and pick that up and reinstall a new computer screen. And then when I get back to the shanty to install it, we're packed. Like (laughs) everyone's getting crushed with drinks and things like that. And I'm there for like three, four hours helping the bartenders and doing whatever. So Wednesday, the inspector comes and looks at the deck. They were like, basically the county got mad at us because we had already built it without a permit. <laughs> Which you thought you had, though. Yes, because my mother told me we had it. Yeah, well. <laughs> Which I should not have listened to my mother because she's an insane person. <laughs> I mean, there's that. So, Inspector comms, everything's good. I have to drive back to Georgetown <laughs> on Thursday. And, and that takes forever because another storm comes through. Yep. <laughs> and everyone, I mean, because it's the Eastern Shore, everyone drives as slow as the fucking Dickens around here. And <laughs> f- 
from my house to Georgetown is 20 miles. It still takes 45 goddamn minutes. Yep. <laughs> it is insane. It is insane. Um, so then I get there and, and Thursday is apparently a busy day in the permits office. Cause I was like, I got there at 1030. I didn't, ha- I didn't leave until almost one. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Just sitting around. I mean, everything's socially distant, but still, I mean, I was like 10th in line for just to pick up a permit just so that we can. A, socially distance all our diners. And then once I, I, I schmoozed them to the fact of, yes, this deck will be here until COVID ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is such a loose and broad term, but it is on the contract and the permit <laughs> that like we can keep the deck forever if we wanted to, but we're not going to because <laughs> basically it's like when we get 100% of our diners back, then we'll get rid of the deck. Right. But, but that could be a year and a half. <laughs> oh, well, you know, don't say that too loud. Man. People, people don't like that. I know. Well, um, yeah. Well, thanks, Those mom. people are stupid, <laughs> <laughs> including my mom. <laughs> no, it's fine. You had all the permits. Yeah. Everything's fine. Totally, it's fine. totally justified and fine. Oh, my God. Um, I know. <laughs> when we were in the basement the other morning, I so anybody who knows me probably knows this. I am like, I'm kind of high energy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't like to sit still very much at all. And um, I also like to clean. No, yeah. I don't like to clean. I just like to be organized. I like my stuff to be organized and cleaned. Yeah. So. We're sitting in the basement and I'm annoyed yeah. because, um, you know, we're sitting in the basement at 630 in the morning and I'm tired and everybody's tired. But also, like, I'm nervous, but I don't want to focus too much on the fact that I'm nervous about a storm um, mm-hmm. because I have anxiety. So I'm trying to be like, you know, this is the safest we can be right now. This is all that we can do. It's just we're going to just sit here. But I'm looking around. I have like a pile of trash in the back of my basement that needs to be like bagged and taken out. It's just like stuff that I've unpacked that I'm like okay this stuff goes away this stuff goes over here this stuff I want to trash and I just haven't done it and mm-hmm. then I have a huge pile of cardboard which has grown exponentially because we've done so much like ordering online instead of shopping since right. March and it made me nuts so I started like cleaning at 6 30 in the morning <laughs> and Tyler was like helping me of course but he was like what um what what are you doing I was like, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking long term here. Like, it's supposed to be like kind of an active storm season this year. And if I'm going to be spending time down here, I think we should just like clean it up. Mm. And he's like laughing at me. And I was like, look, we have these beach chairs down here. That's great. I said, but like, I just want to get rid of this trash and this cardboard that just, we just need to do it. And so I'm like cleaning it up. I swept the floor. Like I did all this stuff. And he was like, oh, it looks really good. I'm like, this is a byproduct of anxiety but thanks. yeah yeah <laughs> it is and that's uh, i mean it gets the best of us i mean you know it's me fine. me with anxiety right now is just like i'm at 11 <laughs> like yeah. all the time all the time because yeah. i'm i'm running two businesses 
it's like for me it's either like productive energy or destructive energy so i'm either going to like find a project to put that energy into to be productive to enhance like my home or my health or my environment or i'm going to like literally make myself sick thinking or i'm gonna like i don't know shave my head dye my hair damage my hair like something because i i have to put it somewhere yeah so that i mean that's where like my creative energy goes into thinking about cocktails and wine and thing and like writing writing stuff or thinking about where the menus are going to go and like how we're going to progress as a, as a restaurant right? coming in, in September and October. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, I, I know. I feel like as this like stretches on and, you know, like part of our country is like quote back to normal. Yeah. And which then, it's not. you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not willing to do that. So I still have, time more time than I did before and so like you know we've talked about it before like I've done a lot to be more productive in terms of like health and resting and like cooking more and eating more regularly and things like that that have made a huge difference but now I'm like okay I have time to like write more I've taken on some editing gigs for um a few writers that I've met like online which I would honestly um I just launched a website and stuff too, but I really like, if I could do that exclusively, like developmental and line edits for creative writers, specifically fiction. Cause it's my favorite. I would be so happy. Like I'm good at it, but I also really, really like it. Right. And I noticed like this week, like I have two, like I'm also like beta reading for a couple of people who, you know, that's not for money or whatever, but mm-hmm. I enjoy that and I enjoy giving feedback and the more that I do it the more that I go yeah <laughs> yeah I could make I could do this every day and not get tired of it right um that's been super fun but also I've been writing I feel like at a lesser rate like I'm used to writing a lot fast mm-hmm. I've been writing less but then after I read it I'm like oh oh I'm writing less, but I'm keeping more of it. So I don't know. Right. You're not, not just like throwing it into the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've been doing a lot of photography. I've seen that on, on your Instagrams. Yeah. And, and it's fun. Facebooks. <laughs> it's fun. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I want a new camera really, really bad. Like really, re- like I, so I've been shooting professionally for Oh my gosh, since before I had Bella, I worked for a studio and then I subcontracted a couple of times. And then, you know, now I just kind of work for myself. Right. And I have like the studio that I worked for, we were all shooting on like crop sensor cameras. It's not, it doesn't really make a difference. You can't really tell, especially like if you know how to use your gear, like it doesn't make much difference. Right. But I'm thinking for like last year, like probably I want to upgrade. And then COVID happened and I was like, well, my business is going to slow down, not pick up anytime soon. So I don't want to put the money into it. And then Canon just came out with another new mirrorless system. But um, yeah, so they came out with it's the R series. The yeah. original came out a while ago, but I hadn't really heard much about it. 
But over mm. the last like three months, I've seen a ton about it, and I'm in love with it. <laughs> and I like, re- I really, I think like, I don't know. I'm just talking myself out of it right now because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. But I'm like desperate for <laughs> for new gear. Right. <laughs> and I could write it off, but you know, I still have to shell the money out. You could, first. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just bought a painting last week so i know but it's so nice and it looks so good in your house i know (laughs) i was as soon as i saw it i was like i need this the other thing is though like you're employed like i'm not i am employed yes i'm not really super employed right now i'm like really on this very thin tightrope of like coming out of unemployment trying to like go back to freelancing and hoping that i can make a little bit of consistent money thank god i have a savings Right. You know, so like shelling out like two grand for a camera might not, I don't know if that's like the right move. Well, my whole, my whole thing right now is yes, I'm saving all this money because I'm not going out and like out to die. Like normally I would work six days, six days a week and work like 65, 70 hours a week. And then Mondays I would like go to Rehoboth and try some new restaurants or, or, go to West Ocean City or something like that. It'll, like, do a day off, but, like, go see my friends in Rehoboth. Now right, right. it's just, like, I work seven days a week. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've worked seven days a week since June. No. May. May. I've worked seven days a week since May. Why did a Bentley just drive by my house? I don't know. Maybe it's your new car. Uh. <laughs> I, listen, I do not have expensive taste when it comes to vehicles. Like, not really. But a Bentley. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, I would prefer, like, I would take an Aston Martin. Because secretly, I'm, I want to be James Bond. I know you do. It's not a secret. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but Come on. Listen, give me the Aston Martin. Let's but go. I, I Like, if, if I had endless money. Like my next car, endless like, money. Endless money. I still would buy like either a Jeep and put money into it to make it exactly what I want, or right. a Forerunner. Like that's that's what I want more than yeah, but, almost. Any- but those I mean, are I'm more. Talking, I'm talking even if I was like a millionaire, that's probably yeah. still what I would buy. But it would. I don't know. Like because you like to travel and you like to go places that need Jeeps or yeah, like yeah. Four That's, by four. It's true. But like then I look at like a Bentley, which is a way to me a waste of money for most yes. people. Like, what do you what do you need it for? I would rather have like a bomb ass house. It costs as much as a house. Yeah. I mean not a bomb <laughs> yes, ass it does. house, but like it costs the same as a house. I mean, a Bentley is like my house. <laughs> I know like I know. My, yeah. You do not live in a small house. No, I do not. <laughs> I just, but they are just so stupid nice. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I just, mm. I don't feel like that about most cars. Like, so, like I can look at like a camera and feel like that. I can look at, but I usually don't feel like that about cars. But this car just drove by and I was like, dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's I, I, I understand. <laughs> I, like, like my dad has the Mini Cooper, and I love it. I. Yeah, that thing is ridiculous. It's a go-kart that goes 150 miles an hour. I love them. <laughs> I love them. They're just tiny, which I like, but I also like I love a little tiny car or like a big car, like one or the other. 
buying big cars, like, because basically growing up, it was either my dad had, he had like sports cars or my mom. My mom refuses to drive in low cars because I guess it's just how she grew up, like on a farm with like trucks and, and yeah. horseback riding and stuff. Yeah. So like she, like she has a extended suburban and my dad had, my dad has a mini Cooper. So like my dad, dad is, is not a short man. Like no, I imagine that's kind of a challenge. He's six foot three. Yeah. <laughs> and he bought a mini Cooper and I was just like, but why? <laughs> like your head basically touches the ceiling in the car. He's like, yeah, yeah but it's fun. I'm like, yeah. I know it's fun. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. He, he bought it when it first, like the minis first came out. Uh-huh. So like he got the, the super, like the S, which is like the supercharged one. And oh, then nice. he, he went to the dealership. And he's like, how do I make this go faster and they're like you could put this five thousand dollar turbo charge get into it he's like do it i'm like you put a supercharge and a turbo charge into a in a mini cooper he's like yeah i was like why (laughs) he's like what if i want to go fast and then like the mini dealers go fast then what (laughs) like he i I, I have stories of him like when he had to take it to the mini dealership, which is in Annapolis and from our house in Bishopville. Yep. He would get there in 70 minutes. <laughs> I just can't. I just cannot. <laughs> he, he's like, yeah, I got the radar detector and, oh and he would just God. drive on 50 and back roads. I'm like, you're an insane person. But I promise <laughs> you that is like not surprising to me at all. Like not yeah, at all, I, but it's incredible. I know. Yeah. Like, he, I was like, how fast are you going? He's like, I was averaging about 92. <laughs> like, oh my God, you're going to die. <laughs> and in a car that small, like, Jesus, don't get in a wreck. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've pushed that thing to limits. Like on Route 90 bridge, I get it up to 130. So like. Yeah, that's I've, a great idea. Yeah. No, it's awesome. It was great. <laughs> but. I, I've seen like, oh, this thing has some pickup because A, it probably weighs like 1,200 pounds yeah. and you have a motor in it that is built for basically like a, a V8. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. That car is insane. <laughs> oh my it's gosh. Like, it's like an 03 and it's still just like pumps. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. So oh I was, we were talking, we were talking about savings and about like the future. Yeah. So I'm looking at January and February right now. Right. Normally that is when I take five weeks off to travel by myself and go places that I've never been before or like go to a new city or try new cocktails and things like that. And now this year, I don't think I'm going to (laughs) travel because I don't feel safe. So I'm trying to figure out like, what am I going to spend my savings on? (laughs) Oh, that's like such a terrible problem to have. I know. I know. Um, I was thinking, the opposite so like if it depends on like you know if 
I can continue to generate work because I think as more things go remote, it'll be easier and easier for me to find the kind of work that I'm doing because mm-hmm. people are going, oh, this is they're settling into like this is indefinite. Yeah, um, I mean, and- Google Google said their employees are going to be working from home till summer of 2021. Yeah, Tyler's company essentially said the same thing. They said at least through December and then any return to work will be voluntary and they don't really expect right like a full return until at least the summer and they're you know mm-hmm. and that's like subject to change. But I was thinking yeah. about like traveling also, but I feel differently about it because the way that I want to travel right now is like not populated. Like I right. want to travel, but I don't know if I want to do that in the winter. Yeah, well, I mean, a couple of years ago I went to Vermont by myself. Yeah. Like in my little Nissan and it was snowing. <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Like a Jeep or a forerunner. That's, what, like, that's yeah. what I'm after. Well, I went to this. It was crazy. I went to, I stayed in like right outside Burlington and it was like a, it's a culinary resort. I know that's a weird thing, but there's oh, like, awesome. there's, there's like a cooking school on, on campus. And then there's two restaurants and there's also a spa. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. So basically, I just ate a lot of cheese <laughs> and had really good food. And then also went to this spa where th- this guy gave, like, did Reiki before the massage. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. It was, re- it was really cool and a weird experience. And Vermont is a very cool weird place yeah very weird state like they don't have a lot they don't have um if you're not in burlington proper like they don't have street lights yep uh because it's not green yep so and they, they also it's like one of five states that doesn't allow billboards uh-huh which is pretty cool yep i like it mm-hmm. yeah but like it gets dark real fast <laughs> Yeah, especially like in the winter. Oh, it's very dark. My family's from Massachusetts, but my aunt is a nun in New Hampshire. She's lived in the monastery there since she was 18 years old. She's my, oh my great God. aunt, so she's she's probably almost 90 now. Mm. And, you know, we've gone to visit her a few times. And, like, usually we go between Thanksgiving and, like, March. So it's winter and it's dark and it's cold. And mm-hmm. I love New England, though. So... I mm-hmm. like that it's dark and cold. Yeah, maybe but a little a little town called Salem. I love Salem. <laughs> I do. Uh, I had a weird experience at Salem. Um, so I didn't know for a long time because even though like my family's from there, we didn't go to Salem a lot. Um, when we would go home on vacation, we would go sometimes, but I didn't know. I just thought that it was like super touristy, and there wasn't anyone there who was actually into like magic-y <laughs> stuff actually a witch um, but apparently those aren't have, real they have a head witch there yeah and we met yeah, her do. daughter <laughs> cool and she did a reading for my mom and i got a picture taken with her but the picture didn't develop because for some reason in the camera it like overexposed like right in the camera so, um that's hilarious Especially because it's a wish. <laughs> yep. So there was that. And, but I love it there. But my favorite town there is um, Rockport, which yeah. is super tiny and adorable. And mm-hmm. 
just the most perfect town I've ever been to in my life. But it's also touristy and like, you know, there's not much to do in the off season. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, like my my dad's family has house in like New London and yeah. they have a they have a house on Nantucket. <laughs> Which they've they've had that house for like forty years. Right. I, think. But, I just think it's so beautiful there. And it does, it feels yeah. different. Like different areas feel a certain way and like even if you've never been to Salem New England feels like witchy and then you go somewhere like the desert like when I went to mm-hmm. Albuquerque yeah there's it still feels magic but it's different it's a different magic it's totally yeah. different the vibe is totally different you know the land is different the, mm-hmm. the the history is different and you can totally feel the difference it's wild yeah it's it's cool though because it's it's kind of thinking in different ways but at the same time, it's all magical. Yep. Yeah, it's really nice. Well, I want to um, travel this year. Well, maybe next year. Um, I want to do a lot of like camping travel. One because COVID, obviously, and right. I kind of want that distance. But I've started a list of like places that I want to camp hmm. because there are so many, and I've right. been on like a bunch of like forums for people who RV full time. Okay. And the places that they camp and like where the best campsites are, what's cheap, like where you can camp in your car, where you can like what's safe, what is super secluded, where you have cell service. So I don't know, I'm just prepping for like the road trip of a lifetime. <laughs> I I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm more focused on like because twenty twenty is a wash. Yep. And I and I think 2021 for the most part will be a wash as well. That's kind of my thinking about it. Yeah. So I'm like 2022, that's going to be the year. <laughs> yeah. And I still like I need to go to Napa. I need to go to Oregon. I need to go to I need to do like Have you been weeks. to Oregon? No, I need to go. Oh my god. When like I, I, need, I went to Portland last year. Yeah, like I need to go to Powell's. I need to go to Ground Ugh. Control. So I um, have um, a pin and a bag and a t-shirt from Powell's. Yeah. It's one of the best places I've ever been. If you don't know what Powell's is, it's this massive bookstore. It's incredible. It is everything that you could hope to ever find in a bookstore. It has a little coffee shop inside. It's super weird. It's very Portland. Um, mm-hmm. We stayed... At the Mark Spencer Hotel, which is, like, literally a block away from Powell's. Nice. And there's also a Whole Foods, like, two blocks away. Like, everything is super walkable. Um, It's weird there. Like, it's not a joke. It really is weird in the best way. Yeah. People are cool and hipster and artsy and smart. And it's just cool. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one of the best places I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. The next and on my bucket list as far as, like, cities go is Seattle. I want to move there, though. So my, I'm afraid my, to go because I won't come back. Uh, a friend of mine is moving to Seattle this year. Yeah. I have and, multiple friends who live there. And there's just nothing that you could do to convince me that it's not what I want. Yep. It's – and I have, I have a lot of friends that live there. And it's just, like, I – it's it's a vibe that I need in my life. Like, it's just – we should plan 
Okay, so we should plan, like, a cross-country road trip. We can caravan it. Anybody that wants to go that's serious, we should plan it for 2022. Because yeah. I'm going one way or the other. And I think yeah. the more the merrier. So <laughs> it'll, it'll be at, a podcast trip. Oh, my God. That would be mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> one of my well, favorite also... podcasts, they do this, Drunk Ex-Pastors. They're, like, mm-hmm. they're my favorite. Um, they go on a cruise. And when they book the okay. cruise, they send information on the cruise, like the dates and whatever, to anybody who like listens to their podcast that wants to go. And so oh, they all cool. go together. They've done it, I think, five or six times now. Very, very cool. But I would, I would kill to do that as a road trip in 2022. That's awesome. <laughs> or, or if people don't want to like actually go on this whole entire long road trip i'll just stop and see you and interview you (laughs) that would be great yeah no i have friends spread out all over the country and i'm sure you do too yeah i do yeah like i got friends in chicago i have friends in atlanta i have yeah i've friends in like st louis (laughs) see we go everywhere Denver. I, I want to go to Denver because Denver is becoming like super hipster city too, which I think yeah. is awesome. Yep. I want to go there because because that's one of that's where one of Death and Company's locations is in the uh-huh. Ramble Hotel, and they're they're like, I saw they are doing the same thing I'm doing with to go cocktails. Uh huh. But like I was doing it first i was like i saw their bottles i was like oh those are the same bottles i use like when they launched their to-go program uh uh-huh. it was really cool i mean their bottles look way nicer and all their labels are way better because they have more money <laughs> <laughs> but like it's doing the same thing it's like we're doing cocktails to go at home i love it uh, i was pretty excited about it so but i also i have to go to i need to go to ireland and iceland and okay um, here's the plan by 2022 i'm gonna have a new camera a mirrorless camera and i'm going on like a photo adventure i need to go to ireland so bad i've known that my whole life i really want to go to iceland yeah i need to go to reykjavik oh yeah um there's just so much to see you know mm -hmm. and i need to go to japan one time in my life bella just said that to me yesterday uh, why she goes, are um, me, me and your and, child the same person? <laughs> she goes, um, we need to go to Japan sometime. And I was like, oh. what? She goes, yeah, I just think <laughs> we should go. Like later, you know, when COVID is over. I was like, oh, where did that come from? She goes, I don't know. I just think about it sometimes. I said, <laughs> um, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> She's something else. Yeah. Me and your me and your child are <laughs> we have the same spirit. It's you literally very... have some striking similarities that I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. Kind of cool. It, it's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my life is hilarious. Yes. Oh, and then everything's going on. And White Marlin tournament's happening, which is... Is it actually happening? Yeah, it is happening. I didn't even... I did not even think to look into it because I just kind of assumed it wouldn't happen, but I should have known better. 
<laughs> well, Aww. everyone who's in the White Marlin tournament, it's a little stubborn. And also, they tend to lean to the side of this is all a hoax. <laughs> and Look. COVID's not real. I mean, I saw I... people... I saw pictures of, of teams and no one was wearing a mask. I was just like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> like you're, you're already depleting the ocean of fish for no fucking reason. Wasting all this fuel going out there. You're fishing for shit that is not edible. Like right. wh- white Marlin is not edible. Right. Uh, it's so catch super the oily. One, which means yeah. it's like the oldest one. Mm-hmm. Just catch it. Yeah. Kill it. Well, then what do you do with it? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, you you donate it to food banks and stuff, but like that kind that stuff is not good. Like you have to smoke that stuff for like hours upon end to get rid of all the oil and the bloodlines and shit out of it. I know it's like gross food stuff, but like you when you think about it and eating certain fish like that, like you why else would you go out on a boat like that other than to hold it on your wall? Right. Well, I mean, it's let's stupid. not forget like the prize money because it's a lot of money. I it mean, is a lot, lot of money. Of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. But at the same time, like, does it really bring a lot of business to Ocean City now with COVID when no, no one no one can spectate? No the thing. Exactly. But that's the thing. People are going to still spectate. People are not, yeah. like, nobody cares about the rules, really. And, I don't know, I'm tired of hearing that it's a hoax. Like, you don't have to believe that it's as deadly or scary. If that's if that's how you're going to approach the science of it and you don't understand statistics, whatever. That's your prerogative. But why, why, why would the rest of the world engage in supporting a hoax for American political manipulation? They don't mm-hmm. care. Exactly. You think Italy cares about what we're doing in the United States in terms of like whether or not we can get the the entire population of the country to believe in a hoax so that they can microchip us. <laughs> now get we're getting the really conspiracy theory. <laughs> but that's yeah. what like most of the people who I've seen post this, like it starts with like you can't come in without a mask. You can't come in without a proof of vaccine. You can't come in without a chip. I'm like, this is, this is fucking batshit. Yeah. Also, and maybe this is my problem, like overall, the people who believe that don't believe that the government would orchestrate nine 11, which mm-hmm. that's an entirely different conversation, but like, that's a, that's whole a, huge, that's conversation. a huge conspiracy theory that, right points to like our government using military fear-mongering as a means of propaganda and control which i believe that they do in a Mm -hmm. multitude of ways regardless of 9-11 but like that's a thing that like most nationalistic or patriotic people will go absolutely not our government would never kill our soldiers that way would never kill our civilians that way these same people are going our government is putting microchips into our civilians yeah i promise you the government does not give a flying fuck about you, the individual. They just yeah. don't. The government That's... is a massive entity, and it's a very small elite circle, and they don't care about you, an individual person. They don't want to track your movements. They don't care what you're doing because you're not a threat to them. Yeah. Unless you're not paying your taxes, in which case they're going to care. 
But beyond that, like nobody cares. Nobody is microchipping you to brainwash you and control you. They already brainwash and control you through what? The media, phones. Like it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They don't care that much. Our government doesn't care that much. And I promise you, like foreign governments do not care about even less. (laughs) They just don't. Like that's the the programming comes from like um gambling algorithms and video game algorithms which mm-hmm. have been imposed by Instagram and Facebook. Right. Um you know like that- I'm not saying media or like advertising is brainwashing necessarily. Advertising works because it operates on psychology. Like it does. It's plain and mm-hmm. simple. Yeah, advertising 100%. works on me too and i'm aware of it there are certain things i'm more inclined to research or look into or buy if i like their packaging if i like what their company claims to stand for if i like the colors on their label this season like yeah. it's just a given it's what's aesthetically pleasing to me it's what appeals to my interests like that's the point of advertising that's why when i'm building my website i want something aesthetically pleasing that speaks to my work because it works yes but all of that aside, like it's it goes along with like the TikTok thing with Trump signing <laughs> this executive order that like we're going to ban TikTok and everyone's like, yeah, they're so dangerous. None of the U.S. information on U.S. TikTok users is stored outside on, of the U.S. Yeah, but I mean, it's still a Chinese-owned company, which the more concerning thing that he signed was – um to ban Tencent, which is a Chinese-owned video game company, which owns about 10% of the video game market in the U.S. Right. So, like, well, it's like just, it's... Minecraft and League of Legends and right. um, these big companies, Tencent holds their claim on them. Right. Well, and also, it's propaganda because I promise you, if you are worried about, like, your data being in another country, like stop ordering things from other countries. Yeah. Like it's, or it's not stop using TikTok. TikTok. TikTok doesn't get much of your information at all compared to like, if you buy something from wish, why is nobody talking about the wish app? Oh God. They have your credit card information. Yeah. I mean, which whatever, like, don't give me, I, I always, <laughs> my running joke is to like, send people wish links so it totally fucks their <laughs> their google algorithm and their facebook thing oh, i love does. i love fucking with people's algorithm yep and, and <laughs> like all of a sudden that what why is my facebook feed full of ads for anal beads <laughs> right well because one wish link will do that to you no matter what it's for right also <laughs> I don't know. I just find it annoying because it's not really about security. No. The CIA has also looked into it. There is no like threat to anyone's security using TikTok. It's because there's been a huge political movement on TikTok and that's another episode. But yeah. The other but... thing is because Trump is quoted as saying, "Oh, um you if Microsoft wants to buy TikTok, the US Treasury should get some of that money." Mhm. But he won't say why. Right. Because he let you. Because because I'm letting you buy this. Yeah. Pay your, pay your daddy tax. Which they don't pay their tax anyway. So. 
maybe if billionaires paid their taxes, there wouldn't be such an issue. Yeah, that's a whole nother episode. Whatever, I, I digress. <laughs> I digress. And and now we're going to be angry at, at the bourgeoisie. <laughs> I, I oscillate between like anger and pity and anger and pity and anger and pity and anger yeah. and pity mostly anger it's not even anger it's i just find it annoying like i just find it annoying there's a lot to me that like i think is common sense that i guess is not oh yeah but, yeah um, i just don't have a lot of patience no. i and so i'm gonna leave you with this example because okay. you'll relate to it as a small business owner yes um i was in one of my photography groups yesterday and i was reading about um so most of the groups that I'm in are fellow either wedding, portrait, pet photographers who run small businesses. They're like usually one one person shows. Sometimes it's two people or, you know, on the one off that it's a whole studio. It's usually just independent photographers. And this person was talking about a client that they had had. And so they they're a wedding photographer and their wedding is next month. And the industry standard for most wedding photographers is to offer like a complimentary engagement session before the wedding, because Mm -hmm. it allows them to like get to know you and see your dynamic so that on the wedding day, the photographer is like prepared for like your personality, your partner's personality, and just kind of already comfortable so that there's no new, like, Oh, we're just meeting for the first time and it's your wedding. Like, it just relieves a lot of that pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, there's also a stigma in photography, especially, 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 especially in heterosexual couples where the groom or the man just hates being there. Like hates <laughs> being at an engagement session, hates being at a family <laughs> session. And like, it's a known, it's a known. And a lot of it I'm sure is because like, I don't know. I think it's no, no, no. Like, because, because men like to hide their feelings and they're stupid. Right. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So the stigma alone is like annoying to me because it's true. Like it is true. Especially like in in this area. (laughs) The odds are you're going to have a guy who's like not super into it. And I've I've shot maybe one or two where the guy was like, awkward or stiff but not like nasty or mean but that's that's like becoming normal where photographers are going yeah the groom was like totally a jerk to me he was really disrespectful to me he was really nasty to me okay yeah yes like when you when, when you shot when you shot mine like we like i would like to think i was pretty cool about it because i i enjoyed being there you're <laughs> well one so like if you like your partner it shouldn't be too hard no, even if you don't it's like, not. Even if you don't like your picture taken, <laughs> if your photographer is like friendly and personable, which mo- like people don't usually go into this line of work if they don't like working with people, usually. So like, yeah. and, and also this is like normal for them knowing that like, you know, the guy might not love it or he might be uncomfortable or he's not used to having his picture taken. He doesn't know the poses, he, you know, so he needs like direction. That's all fine. But the idea has become like, Oh, well, like, bring a case of beer for your guys. Like, just loosen them up. Just, like, you know, laugh off his attitude. First of all, no. Don't fucking do that. Don't yeah. laugh off his attitude if he's disrespecting his partner or you. But at this particular shoot, the photographer is, like, doing her best. She's like, you know, I'm joking. I'm trying to lighten the mood. But I'm also giving direction. And finally, he says to me, quit fucking around and tell me what to do. 
And she was like, I was telling him what to do. Like, I don't understand. And he just kept talking to her like that. And finally, she was like, if you really dislike me that much, like, you are free to hire somebody else for your wedding. But her post was like, what do I do? Like, I feel like I can't back out on them, blah, blah, blah. And this woman says, you know, I'm really sorry that happened to you. And that really sucks. But you just have to understand, like, he's probably really uncomfortable. And he definitely didn't show it the right way. But you can totally adapt and enhance his attitude. And she said a bunch of other stuff that was fine. And I was like, and I, I like don't usually engage with this, but I did. And I was like, full stop. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. The reason he has that attitude is because of your attitude. Say no, say, I'm sorry. No, you can be an asshole, but you can't be an asshole with me. You can be however you want. I'm not going to deal with you. And I said, she should totally, she should totally 100% not shoot this wedding. If she doesn't feel comfortable, he had her in tears. And yeah, somebody had the that's... audacity to be like, he can't help it. He's just uncomfortable. I was like, you think he's any no. less uncomfortable at his prostate exam? You think he talks to his doctor that way? No. This is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Manners are a thing. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe not everybody is like me. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care. I am 100%. You give the best customer service you can. If you have a difficult customer, kill them with kindness. There is a line. And I promise Mm -hmm. you, if you cross it, it's a hard no. It's a hard no. And you can leave. Yeah. I, I would pride myself on bartending and, and customer service. I think I've only had to kick maybe half a dozen people out of the restaurant in right in Ever. 10 years right <laughs> like that's i don't know and insane. i you know i agree with that too like i have not had to like forcibly remove many people from my business or my personal space and i think part of that is because like i don't tolerate it period and i'm a good problem solver and i'm pretty flexible you know so if somebody's mm-hmm. uncomfortable or like whatever but and there are so many posts in these groups about like women who at a a couple shoot are being completely like berated by their partners or they're fighting or they're being yelled at. And the photographers are like, what do we do? Uh, I don't know, Uh, man. I think I would have to excuse myself. Yeah. (laughs) From the wedding. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'd probably be like, also, um, lady, if you want to come with me, we can go get lunch. Yeah. Y'all need some therapy. Leave him here to like (laughs) think about what he did. Like what? That yeah. are just uncomfortable in front of the camera. Then you work that out in the beginning and you say, no, I'm not going to go. Yeah. Exactly. Like, if, if, it's, if it's violence, if that's the only way that you can handle your photo. Se- it's, it's a photo shoot. What? Yeah. Exactly. Like, I can think of a hundred things that I would feel more uncomfortable doing hello like i just had a hysterectomy do you know what the lead up to that has been like the last 10 years of my life there are a million other things that are more uncomfortable than standing next to somebody you supposedly love enough to marry and smiling for 20 minutes mm-hmm. the heck have you ever been to the <laughs> dentist <laughs> i just cannot i just no. cannot i have no tolerance for entitlement and it really sets me off and it's even worse uh, this, when that entitlement manifests as like verbal abuse or disrespect. Like this I'm, is, a, I'm this a is human the... being. Like I don't know who the fuck you thought. 
that was this a part is... of the conversation that made me go like if we don't wind up having anything else to talk about we can talk about like the distribution of household responsibilities in your life growing up <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but we, we we got here hey we're over an hour we are it's amazing I couldn't imagine just oh man no this is the year of entitlement and and us not dealing with bullshit. I'm telling you, my mom, my mom would have beat my ass if I ever treated a stranger like that. Yeah. Or like a professional or like acted that way in a professional no. environment. Yeah. Like I mean, 100% would have she would have been so embarrassed of me. And my mom has acted in some questionable ways in public her entire life. <laughs> As has my mother. My mom moved the Denny's <laughs> once. Like moved the entire what? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You know, she's just full of stories like that, and my she would almost... have beat my ass. <laughs> my mom almost fought someone at a bare naked ladies concert. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's five foot two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I would fight she, your mom though. She threw she threw keys to my brother who was twelve at the time, and she said, "Go get the truck." Oh, <laughs> Drive it around. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> Unreal. My, my mother's insane. My mother's insane. <laughs> I'm just, it's, but like, I have stories like that, and. And they're like, did she try to fight somebody? I'm like, I mean, yes. I'm not surprised. I remember the first time I met your mom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a new experience. <laughs> you know, it's it's not that out of character because I, you know, I have a mother and I don't think they're that different. But yeah. Yeah. I remember walking away from that. I, going, All right. Well, okay, okay. I, I always say, um, I, like when someone's about to meet my mom for the first time, I always just go, oh, I'd like to preface this conversation with, uh, I hope you're doing well and I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is about to be an experience. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the truth. I know. I know. It's great though. Well, uh, it's time for me to go to work. I mean, time, time to go save the world. <laughs> get in your Aston Martin and go. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm gonna speed the four miles to work. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. Hey. <laughs> All righty, we'll, we'll do this again. We'll talk next week. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.